Hi, everyone. Um, welcome back to another episode of Talking with Cannabis. We are going to be uh, looking at British myths and legends. So, urban legends. Um, so, if you're from the UK or from England, cool. If you're not, that's cool, too. So, we're going to be talking about ten uh, myths and urban legends from the UK. Extra VHS. Yep. So let's go ahead and start. <clears throat> Thank we, you. We still have a little more intro music. We can stop it. That's okay. It's almost done. We're literally a minute in. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. And how long is our show? Like an hour? God, I want to start about talking minute? about things. I don't want to listen to this theme song anymore. <laughs> well, here's your article. Why do you like arguing with me? Why don't you go with my ideas? I have great ideas for a show. So you, you, don't, you don't let the me theme do song. Ideas. You wanted to finish it playing out. That was your idea. You should have let it go. Why not? Because <laughs> I wanted to talk without. <laughs> I'm open to your ideas, babe, but not in the middle so you're of recording. Not that open. If you had said something before we started recording, I would probably be more open. But in the middle of the show, when I already have it planned out, it's like, okay, we're a little late. You're a little late. <clears throat> Our first urban legend is the big gray man. That. How's that Delta 8? It hurts. Well, don't hurt yourself. What, your ribs hurt? <clears throat> or your lungs? My lungs. <clears throat> okay. What Kali had experienced was a classic case of a brush with the big gray man of Ben McDewey. An enduring myth of an extremely large Sasquatch-like gray figure covered in short hair. Wherever the gray man ventures, he is accompanied by a sense of irrational panic and dread. Although Kali, who vowed never to return to the mountain alone, saw nothing, others were not so lucky. <clears throat> in October 1943, while on ten days leave, soldier Alexander uh, Tunin reached the summit of the mountain and immediately noticed in the swirling mist that the atmosphere became dark and oppressive, a fierce, bitter wind whist among the boulders. And an odd sound echoed through the mist, a loud footstep, it seemed. Then another and another. A strange shape loomed up, receded, came charging at me. Without hesitation, I whipped out the, revol the revolver and fired three times at the figure. When it still came on, I turned and hared down the path. More rational minds point to a possible explanation for the terrifying sightings. The broken specter, a rare atmospheric effect caused by the projection of your shadow onto mist and cloud, sometimes accompanied by a rainbow halo called a glory. 
broken specters have sometimes been witnessed on Ben McDewey when conditions have been right. But what might be the cause of the fear that overcomes experienced climbers and scientists? Could the terror be the manifestation of an ancestral memory of, um, something from a thousand generations ago? Or is it the mind's response to isolation and exhaustion? Could it be the place's ex essential spirit? It's genius, Loki, something unknowable and so much larger than uh, than ourselves <clears throat> that our mind struggles to comprehend and replace with the avatar of a monster or a spectral presence? Or is it a fluke of the landscape that produces infrasound and other sensory data just out of our reach? What dreadful spirits stalks the lonely mountaineer on Ben McDewey? And if it's specific to the place, are there any other places that inspire such fear on these islands of ours? So, what do you think of the big gray man? I don't know. I had a kind of a hard time understanding that story. Would you mind, like, explaining or elaborating more? Like, if you understood more, because it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like I understood the, the last part about it being, you know, uh, science. Basically, up in this mountain, there is this gray, short-haired creature Figure. thing that looks like a fucking Sasquatch. And mm. for some reason, he appears, like, in the mist, uh, you know, towards the top of the mountain. <clears throat> A lot of people think that, you know, he's up there and then some people are like, oh, it's just like, you know, the mist creating a shadow or something. And, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. I think I want to start on the next one. What's this? The next one is the Black Shuck. The Black Dog legend is perhaps the most common local myth in Britain, but in the countries of East Anglia, one local variant particularly stands out, Black Shuck. That's creepy, isn't it? Yeah. What show is this again? Grounded for life, but don't worry, they're not actually being creeps. They're trying to compare the skirts to the daughter, because the nun was like, oh, your daughter's skirt is too short, but they clearly have girls there with shorter skirts, so obviously the nun is just has a problem with this family specifically, and that's what the dad was trying to prove a point, but it just looked like he was being a creep. <laughs> and now they're registered sex offenders. On top of them not being liked. <coughs> Are you going to smoke? Yeah, I'm trying to get this going. Mm. So Sponsored by water. Would you like to read about the black dog? Sure. Can I have a sip of coffee? Yeah, go ahead. What, what kind of coffee is this? It's an ice caramel macchiato. No, like the brand. Um, the brew. I 
using stock again. Oh, okay, okay. We're rocking with stock again. Yeah, because that other shit was fucking Shout out gross. stock, man. Stock coffee. Oh, Why yeah. is there a microwave in their fucking living oh, wow. room? Wow, that's good coffee. Thanks. Yeah, stock is the way to go. Here, read this. <clears throat> Along the desolate coastal flats of East Anglia... No, I hope you're not offending anyone. <laughs> Among the graveyards, by crossroads in its darkest force, <laughs> looks a fear stirred. In the, first in the early medieval mind <laughs> in Suffolk, this calf-sized, malevolent hound with saucer-sized, glowing red eyes is a harbinger, harbinger of doom and death. It often appears during electrical storms, such as the one that struck both uh, struck both the churches of Bungay, Bungie, <coughs> and Flickburg. <coughs> On the same day and at the same exact moment, August fifteen seventy seven. According, oh well. well Leaving scorched claw marks. Oh my god, leave me alone. Sorry. On the church door at Blithburg, at least two facilities and a feeling of deep dread. Ooh. All down the church and in the midst of fire, the hellish monster flew. And passing onward to the query of how many people slew. Runs the old local verse. He, wait, no, wait. In passing onward to the choir, may, wait, he many people slew. He many people slew. Right, y'all? <clears throat> and it's just like a terrible sketch of a dog, but apparently it's like a really big dog. and It's a black and, dog. And fucked everything up. It's evil. And killed a bunch of people, so... That's uh, crazy. Back in 1577, that creature's probably dead now. <clears throat> but no one found its remains. I mean, if y'all knew about uh, dinosaurs and all this other shit, I mean, why can't these other creatures exist? Like Sasquatch and aliens. Good point. So next we have the black dog of Bunting Hook. Nook. Sorry. Bunting Nook. <clears throat> this peculiarly, I hate that word. Yeah. Suburban version <laughs> of the black dog prowls that's, along a quiet. No, that's why this is talking with cannabis. <laughs> leafy lane on the outskirts of Sheffield. The dog appears from nowhere in front of cars and makes the engine stall. For some reason, it is only interested in the car's passenger. The hound dematerializes into a green mist if it is threatened. Ooh, okay. Creepy, huh? Our next urban legend or myth is Hairy Hands. Ugh, do you have hairy hands? Definitely not. The bunting nook dog isn't the only thing to materialize around vehicles. Between Cherry Brook and Post Bridge in Devon, a lonely stretch of the B-3212 runs over the 
Levithian. <coughs> Levithian. Leviathan, there we go. Leviathan folds of Dartmoor, where once more wide open spaces contrive to give the traveler an almost claustrophobic sense of their self as a, as a thing of little consequence in nature's grand order. There have been numerous reports on the stretch of road of a presence, and on a number of occasions, drivers, motorcyclists, and cyclists have fallen prey to a mysterious pair of hairy hands that grab the steering wheel or handlebar and attempt to steer the hapless traveler off the road. Ooh. Nice job. That's spooky. Spoopy. Could you imagine, like, that we're just driving and, like, someone... Some, yeah, <laughs> some hands just grab the steering wheel and they're not mine and they're not yours. Like those hands. Like, mm -hmm. Just this weird. White gloves. Max doesn't like that. Are we scaring you? He's like in an igloo. It looks like he's in an igloo. What are you doing? Because this shit looks like it looks like a, 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 a sheep's uh, wool. Wool. And it's like folded up like a dome, and he goes inside of it. It's like a fucking our plush igloo. It's crazy. Our next myth is the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Alright, here, it's just one article. The Beast of Bodmin Moor. Numerous local sightings of a very fucking large black cat. A very fucking large? <laughs> believed in some quarters to be less <coughs> a spectral feline and more a very real panther or puma. Possibly a zoo escapee or a legal release. So no one's called the zoo about that? They just <laughs> so, let him roam around? Sightings of the Beast of Bodmin Moor are... The most famous examples of alleged wildcat sightings in Britain. The similarly all alliterative, all, all, alliterative, yeah, beast of Butchin, Butchan, from Aberdeenshire, has been reported since nineteen, since the nineteen thirties. All over Britain, big cats have captured or shot over the years. Have been captured or shot over the years. I need my glasses. Pumas in Scotland, Canadian, and Eurasian Lennoxes, a several or oscillate from the Isle of uh, Wight, and a clouded leopard in Kent, is believed that many of those captured were domesticated to some extent. One of the Scottish Pumas apparently enjoyed being tickled. Let me just say something. Uh, yeah, I need to wear my glasses, but there's still typos. Yeah, sorry, there are typos clear, so. in the article. <clears throat> so I know I'm not just high. <laughs> no, you're not just high. Or stupid. Yeah, no. <clears throat> okay, so you finished that one? Yeah. Nice job. Next we have the Owl Man of Monin. Jesus, how many hybrid people animal things are there out there in the, in the uk apparently a lot <laughs> like just the world in general i know but we're, right now we're focused on this oh that's where my lighter went 
It's hard to imagine anyone tickling the owl man of Monin. Yeah. What? No kidding. At the end of a mile-long sheltered narrow lane, the small churchyard of Monin was a sacred spot long before the 13th century church was built here with views over the mouth of the Hellford River. Here and in an adjacent wood, sightings of a flying creature about five feet tall, half man, half owl, with glowing red eyes, silver feathers, and crab-like claws, have terrified tourists since the 1970s. Oddly, all but one of the dozen or so eyewitnesses of the Owl Man have been girls or young women, most under 16. So he's a predator? This is a sketch. How to catch a predator. Hmm, catch the Owl Man. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> This is just wild. It's like, ugly. Like, someone could literally uh, just, you know, come up with Hollywood movies off this shit if they haven't already. Yeah. What's the British version of Hollywood? Someone let me know. Maybe we'll go in the green room. Maybe. Spriggan. <coughs> Hold on. Penwith. Next, we have the Spriggan of West Penwith. Friggin' Spriggan. Yeah, read about the friggin' Spriggan. Cornwall is home to a menagerie. <laughs> what? Menagerie. No, no, no. Let me look that up real quick. Continue. Because, uh, yeah. I'm going to need you to say it. Why don't you say it? Oh, uh, yeah. Me, nog, er, e. Menagerie. A collection of wild animals kept in captivity for exhibition. Okay. So, Cornwall is home to a menagerie of supernatural creatures, including the Spriggan of West Penwith, a grotesquely ugly <laughs> hobgoblin that guards treasure and burial mounds, but isn't adverse to theft of human property or even human infants. Substituting them for challenging, for a challenging, changeling, a changeling. Sorry, substituting them for a changeling in their crib. Generally, <coughs> can be characterized as spiteful uh, pixies, leading travelers <coughs> into swamps or over cliffs. Why are their nipples like so erect? They're, like, protruding out so far. I think they drew them like that on purpose, because it would be scarier looking. Damn, they fucked the car up. It just looks like a demon. Or a troll. Mm-hmm. Look, it wasn't her car. <laughs> Idiots. If you're gonna vandalize someone's car, at least make sure it's the right one. What's next? Next is the Knuckle of V. The what? Knuckle of V. As disturbing as Spriggans may be, the most terrifying creature of Britain's landscape is a resident from the opposite end of the country. Around the waters of Orkney lives a skinless human horse. Ugh. A what being of rage and pest pestilence. 
The knuckle of V has the head of a man, only far larger, emerging from an equine body of rotting sinews and exposed veins that run with yellow blood. This grossed me out. Some accounts speak of flippers on its legs. This sea-dwelling beast wilts crops with its breath and makes livestock sick when it comes onto land, smelling of burning seaweed and set to exact revenge of an, on any hapless soul unfortunate enough to witness its arrival. Like many British monsters, if you want to escape from its demonic presence, you need to leap across a fresh water stream or river. What the fuck? Yeah. Who, um, who could you just leaps across fresh yeah, water river. streams or rivers? Like that's impossible. So if you're not around water, you're just fucked. It's a it's a it's a man horse. It's it doesn't make sense, but it's it's disgusting. It's very disgusting. It stinks apparently. Yeah, it's just like a fucking live rotting horse. Man. Next we have the Grindylo. <coughs> this water-dwelling boogeyman from Yorkshire has long, snowy arms and is famed for drowning children in bogs and pools. So he's a vicious fucker. <laughs> He ain't drowning adults, he's drowning kids, and he don't give a fuck who he's taking down in the process. He would rather take down children. Hmm. Pretty much, yeah. This, yeah. Look at this ugly thing. I think it's funny because kids like to go swimming. <laughs> That's the whole point. Hey, you want to go swimming? Hey, who's that guy in the water? Oh, we ain't going swimming no more. <laughs> <laughs> And our last myth or legend for today is Jenny Greenteeth. Great. Oh my god. It's another demon. <laughs> yeah, make me bowl, sir. Similar to the Grindylow, Jenny Greenteeth is a northern English river demon. Green-skinned with long hair and sharp teeth, she pulls children or the elderly into the water to drown them. So she kills More drowning. She kills kids and old people. So don't take <laughs> Don't take grandpa swimming. Don't take grandpa for a walk by the water, you know, after his dinner. Just let him take a nap. <laughs> Sleep with the excess calories. Yeah, make us some more. What do you need more for? Because man? this is the last one. I'm gonna go out with a bang. Cause you want yeah, me... like this is New Year's our you... New Year's Eve special. That was drinking. And we're never doing one of those again. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because that shit had me fucked up. Had you fucked up, huh? Yes. Huh? Jenny Green Teeth. I need to know more about her. Anyways. I hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about the creepy side of the UK. <clears throat> and I hope that um, you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and I hope that none of these scared you too much I hope it was kind of fun 
um, anything that I pronounced incorrectly or anything that I, um, you know, just kind of got wrong. I do apologize for that. Um, you know, let me know if, uh, anything could be better, um, about these urban legends from around the world. Um, a lot of them are similar to some other places. Um, you know, there's like usually something lurking in the water or something. We kind of all read about something like that as a kid, you know, or someone told us that, you know, growing up. So it's kind of cool to learn about what has, uh, you know, what type of uh, legends and folklore and stuff has been told in other places of the world. And that's why I'm doing this. So, you know, just give this some views if you want me to keep doing stuff like this. So I know that you guys like it. Follow us <clears throat> over to the green room. Like and share. Go check out the green room on Spotify. It is still a thing. Um, I'm sure they're still working on it to improve the app. But it is fun. And it's free. It doesn't cost you a thing. So if you want to go ahead and head over there. That is totally fine. And if you have Android. You can also use it. I have an Android phone. And I use the green room and it works just fine. So you don't have to have Apple or anything. So it is accessible to all, or mostly all, you know, if you have a little track phone, it probably won't work. So just keep that in mind. I'm going to head out, um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye, guys!